0: You are now witnessing greatness. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Empty Opinions Podcast. I'm your host, Alare Polanco. This is episode 182. And if you see me kind of rubbing my eyes a little bit, it's because my eyes have been feeling pretty dry for the last like three or four days. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I feel like I've gotten good enough sleep. My only problem has been that I've been having a lot of trouble going to sleep. But once I go to sleep, like I'm asleep for the rest of the night and then I wake up and then I'm fine and I'm doing shit and I'm just normal with a lot of normal energy. And then I walk outside and then all the of a sudden my eyes are like watering and I, I can barely keep them open. I don't know what the fuck is going. I don't know what, why my eyes are so dry as soon as like the outside light hits my eyes. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know if it's, you know, uh, allergies or something or like, you know, like pollen. I, to be honest, I don't know. I'm just guessing here. But for whatever reason, my eyes have been dry and, you know, it must have something to do with me not being able to go to sleep. And that's been weird because the reason I haven't been able to go to sleep is because I I start to like really overthink about super shit. Like, why don't people think that the finale of The Boys is as good as I think it is? And then I just get mad at people just talking shit about the show online or whatever. Like, oh, man, this was disappointing. Oh, man, this is really good. I just overthink before I go to bed. And that's becoming more. Com- I think this whole week has been that way where I can't just like go to sleep, even if I'm tired. Because I'd be working the whole day and then i come home and I'm like, okay, now nah, let, let me just go to sleep. My eyes have been sleepy the whole day. Maybe now is the time. And it's like my eyes need to rest, but my body doesn't. And there's this weird like bumping of heads between my fucking eyelids <laughs> and my body. It's weird. I just wanted to let you guys know that because I might be rubbing my eyes. And if you're listening to this show, you're probably not going to notice that that's happening. But I mean, what can you do? You know, I gotta let the people watching this know because at this point, I'm pretty sure there's more people watching the podcast than there are listening. But if I keep talking about this, there won't be anybody neither listening nor watching. So let me just keep going. And also, the last thing I want to say here in the intro before we get into the episode proper is recapping last week's episode, episode 181, live from Starfest. That's right, I finally did an outside podcast, like an outdoors podcast, and it was fun. You know what I mean? It was cool editing it to be the way it was. I like the trailer that I did on my Instagram. If you were on the social medias of Empty Opinions, you would have seen the trailer. It was very well done. Hyped up the episode properly. And yeah, it was cool to do just a special kind of episode. Um, And now we're back to the white background, which is not bad. To be honest, it's been a while since I've sat down and just did content. I don't know what the fuck has been going on with me. I've been feeling weird. I don't know why. I've been just feeling kind of strange. Like I don't know what the fuck is going on, but hopefully with this episode, I get back into the groove of things. So I think that's all that I really want to talk about. I don't even got to let you guys know to go to EmptyOpinions.com to check out everything happening in the Empty Opinions universe. You guys already know that. So let's just get started and just talk about this new song from Five Year Four and the Kid Leroy. They've dropped a new song and I'm going to react to it. So without further ado, let's jump straight into the song. Damn, it's only two minutes and 19 seconds. That's pretty short. I guess I'm not mad at it, but it's like, I would hope that's actually very fucking short. What the hell is this song going to be if it's that short? And the fact that it's an official music video for it too, what the fuck is going to happen? Like, you would even think the video itself would give you some time. You know what? I'm getting, I'm really getting tired of this two minute and 19 second songs. This really short songs. Especially for a song like this one that's been so hyped by the Kid LAROI. Maybe they just, you know, they realize they overhyped it and just say, fuck it, let's just put it out. You know, it's too short anyway, so let's just really see. All right, that's enough talking. I want to see. I'm mad. I'll be honest, I am mad, even for content reasons, because I would like to do a deep dive on this song. I want this to be part of the deep dive for for this segment of the podcast that I do now, where it's like... The deep deep dive and then quick hits. The deep dive is like one or two topics where I just go deep into it. And then the quick hits are just like little shit that I've noticed throughout the week that I want to comment on, but I don't have that much to say about. Whatever. I'll figure out a way to make this segment at least 10 minutes long. (laughs) So fuck it. Let's go. See already, these are precious seconds that could go into the actual song. Why isn't this a song? I don't care that you guys are walking in together. Right. So before we get into the actual song, I do know that it's a crazy kind of sample that they're using. Um, And that's why it's been kind of overhyped on TikTok. I have seen those TikTok videos. And it's interesting because everybody in the comments is just like, eh. You know, they're just like, I don't know about this. It, It might be cool, but we don't know. And... We'll see if the song turns out to be good. I mean, already the fact that 50 seconds have gone by on this 2 minute and 19 second video and the song hasn't started yet. A little worrying to be honest with you, but we'll see how the Kid Leroy does on a drill beat.
1: A gonna...
0: Okay. I like the video. The visuals are pretty cool so far.
1: I store, get whatever you want. That's my bitch past
0: tokyo london i took on all my trips ah oh, geez yeah i was worried i wasn't gonna love this song the only reason i chose this song to do a reaction to this is because i'm sure this is a song everybody's talking about the killer roy obviously a hugely popular artist the same with fabio i mean don't look at his sales but you know the look at his record sales but you he is popular uh but i was worried i wasn't gonna love this song to be honest um now, I don't want to hate on it unnecessarily, but even the beat so hard so far, ooh, excuse my Freudian slip, even the beat so far, it's just like not hitting as hard as I would like it to. Like, that's one thing that I hate with drill songs when the fucking 808s or the, like, the, the drums or whatever, the bass, whatever you want to call it. I don't know that much about my music, but whatever that is in drill music that makes it stand out, I need it to hit as fucking hard as possible. And so far, those are some very soft 808s. I'm gonna go back. But yeah, so far those are very soft 808s. Like
1: I, I wish this drop was Yes. whatever you want. That's my Tokyo, London. I took on all my trips. I
0: try to show you like Oh my god, I hate how this sounds. It sounds muddy. It doesn't even sound mixed. And you know, I don't wanna be one of those people that complains about the mixing in a song. I you know, I don't like doing that. But I guess it's relative because if it's an underground artist that doesn't have the resources, I'm not going to complain about their mixing and their music. But when it's the Kid Leroy, who is up there as one of the bigger stars, like rising stars in the world, you know, dropped that song, Thousand Miles, had that song with Justin Bieber that was a total smash. You know what I mean? Like he's really being pushed by the industry. And so you tell me his song shouldn't be mixed well. It's like. I feel like he's the guy that I would actually complain about mixing with. Especially because if you hear a lot of his music, it sounds like pristine quality. It's crazy. So I'm not a fan of the way this even beat is sounding
1: so far. It sounds kind of weird. Welcome to Stoke, whatever you want. That's my bitch. Paris, Tokyo, London. I took on all of my trips. I try to show you it's real. You ain't like the motherholes I hit. I you Rail, ain't else like this. For the I the my sister.
0: You wanna know what this reminds me of? This reminds me when Justin Bieber did the song with Don Tolliver. I reacted to it on the podcast, so you can go back and watch it. There should be like something that pops up to let you guys it's like a suggestion, like, oh, like the little eye in one of the corners. I don't know if it's that one or this one. I can't tell because the video is mirrored when I finish editing it, regardless you'll see a suggestion to check out that podcast so you guys can check that out there if you want but yeah this is giving me that kind of vibe where it's just like as much as the killer Roy wants to he's just not giving me that drill vibe that I look from drill artists and surprisingly enough there have been people that have done like pop stars that have done drill music where like it sounds good even the fake mashups like I don't know if you guys remember I forget what this guy's name is. I forget. I wish I remembered, but he did like matchups of Ariana Grande and Pop Smoke like early on when Drill was just starting to bubble out. And that was even great. But this is just not sounding, you know, with Drill, you have to be convincing. I mean, it's called Drill music for a reason, you know. So when you have a pop star like the Killer Roy, who typically is able to do good in like hip hop, like trap type beat. That's that's how he started making music in the first place. I would hope he's able to ride those beats way better. So now, I mean, the fact that I'm not liking this song a lot actually makes me appreciative that it's not that long. But again, I'm over talking this because I need to get this to at least 10 minutes for it to be a deep dive, you know? So all right, let's let's keep listening to the Killer Roy flounder. Is that the word? Flounder? Flop on a drill
1: beat? Try to show you real, you ain't like the I hit. I hate the chorus. We'll see baby, if the chorus sounds good like later. A I you different. Uh, maybe I'm tripping.
0: <laughs> this is not so good. <laughs> oh fuck, man. I'm trying to like this. I'm like, I don't know. In the last five seconds, I don't know if you guys noticed. I was actually really trying to like this song. And I just couldn't. I don't know why. And I'm going to have to stop rewinding because I'm only gaining like seven seconds. I've been stuck on the first minute of the song for a while. But again, it's two minutes. So it's like whatever. But I'm going to stop rewinding. But all that to say, I'm trying to like this. I'm trying to find whatever the groove. Okay, all right. Now I'm going to stop because that was the killer Laroys part. And I was kind of disappointed by it. If Fabio Foreign doesn't sound good on this, I'm going to be very dis- very disappointed. Fabio foreign should be the guy that knows how to do fucking drill music. So please, Fabio, do it right,
1: please. I'm it's
0: a beat. It's a beat. I'm sorry. Even Fabio sounds weird on this and I'm not even going to blame him. It's just a beat. Whoever did this drill beat, has never made a drill beat in his entire life or hers. I promise you. And this is why I hate when pop stars jump into like cooler genres of music or sub genres of music because they have to whitewash it. They have to pop wash it. And that's exactly what's happening here. Whoever made this fucking drill beat has never made a drill beat on their life. They don't know how, what the fuck, they probably don't even really understand drill music in the first place. God, it, it like it sounds like they were trying to replicate a drill beat that they heard on YouTube, you know. It's I hate it. I hate it. It's like it must be one of I don't know, fucking Is this Max Martin? <laughs> it sounds like this beat is like what Max Martin's would sound like if he made a drill beat. That's what this sounds like. And it's damaging even my guy Favi who is a veteran of drill music and even he sounds terrible on this.
1: Bitch got for me. She don't want me to have it. No. She a whole mind. Uh, have you ever get pulled over with chop? She the charge in a whole nine. I really know why I met her in 09. I was lit. she was the whole time. They was thinking she me no mind, but I, knew
0: I This is very bad. I don't want to make this a pattern. Cuz the last episode I did solo where I reacted to a song, it was the North and Elvis Presley song, and I didn't like that one, but I'm not choosing songs that I'm going to hate to do reactions. I don't want to be negative. But I got to be honest, this does not move me in any way, shape, or form. I actually quite hate this. It's really not even like not an ounce, not a modicum of enjoyment I'm getting from this. And it's sad. I'm annoyed.
1: All
0: right. So at least here's the thing. The the one thing that I will say is that the music is pretty good. No, not the music. My bad. (laughs) The visuals. The music video is pretty good. You can see there's money put into it. Obviously, the Killer Roy, one of the bigger artists in the world right now, bigger pop artists in the world. Um, so there's that. So I'm in, at least enjoying the visuals, especially with the rotating camera and the kind of the blue lights and the drifting, you know, that kind of thing I'm enjoying, but not this song.
1: Living breakfast, huh? In the crib, drinking and walk around naked. We order a pina colada for breakfast. Whoa.
0: Look, there's a reason why I love 22 G's. He's a drill artist from New York. The reason I love his music, specifically his drill music, is because it feels authentic. Most of the music that I love, I love it because it feels authentic. And even if it's not authentic, at least I can grab onto some sort of good melody, you know, or energy. I'm not grabbing into any of that with this song, and it's really annoying me. Like, I, I I don't like it. Like, and I think it is because I'm picking up on the whole, you know, what's the name of Justin Bieber's manager? I forget his name, but the guy, the Justin Bieber's manager, uh, who took uh Taylor Swift's music. Why can I remember? Um, Scooter Braun is his name. How could I forget Scooter Braun? That's a wild name. Um, but I can just hear Scooter Braun trying to create a drill hit based on the rising popularity of drill music with 5-Year Foreign. And it's just, it sounds much more like a fucking executive, executive, you know, I don't know, like an executive office. Like whatever the label that Justin Bieber and Scooter Braun and the Roy are in. That's what it sounds like to me. I can't not unhe- I-, I can't unhear the product of it. This doesn't sound like good music. It sounds like a product. And that's like the antithesis of like good art, you know? Honestly, this would sound so much better with just a better beat. Like, honestly, you get fucking 808 Mellow or whoever, like, you know, whoever is good at making drill music and you make them make the beat. And then I bet you this song will be listenable at least. But it's, it's really the beat. Like, the sample can't even save the beat at this point. And I think the sample is the reason why this song went semi-viral before the killer Roy dropped it. Damn, I'm so disappointed there's not even a little thing to hold on to. Like, every aspect of it that I'm trying to... Well, maybe what about... No, but what about... No, it's like it's all, like, mediocre at best. It's annoying.
1: I took on all of my trips. I try to show you it's real. You ain't like the other I out I introduce you to rail, baby ain't nobody else like this. Oh for the liquor. I reminisce And see over my system, baby, I'm a player. I fuck up a lot right. man, ain't the same when I'm with them.
0: Now that I'm so annoyed that I'm almost getting a headache and I'm just like fuck it I'm just gonna not even think let me just let this song go through me I'm not mad at the chorus now now that it came back for a second time. I am mad that it was a chorus and had like fucking four bars, Fabio going the rest of the way and then chorus again. Awful. I hate that structure that needs to die. But the chorus coming in once again, it's not that bad, especially when the beat kind of switches in the second half of the chorus. I'm not hating it, but it's like a little too late now. I can't believe I'm this exhausted from a two minute and 19 second video and song. You know, I was wondering like, how could I, how was I going to be able to stretch this? Leave it, leave it to a professional, baby.
1: (laughs) Uh, baby, Uh, baby,
0: Why did that, hold on. There's no fucking way that the little like five second outro of this song sounded good, but then the rest of the song didn't sound good. That's fucked up. When the little outro sample that you play at the end of the beat does better than the entire song, you know that was not good. God, wasted opportunity. To be honest with you, I feel like, oh, they posted this on Fabio Four, so this is a Fabio song or the Kid Leroy song. That's important. Wow, it's on the it's on Fabio Foreign's page. So. Uh, okay. I mean, that's surprising. I gotta see if the Kid Leroy posted it on his YouTube too, though. No. So this is just a Fabio foreign song. That makes it even worse, to be honest with you. Like, I was blaming the Kid Leroy for all of this, but I feel like even though it was released as a Fabio song, I-, I can't get over the fact that I'm pretty sure. Honestly, I- I- to- you know what I think? My, my guess is that this was going to be a The Kid Leroy song, but since Drill is not probably where they thought it would be in terms of a popular subgenre, then they were like, nah, we can't release this as a single for you. Just give this song to Fabio. Just give it to him. It's a Drill song. He'll he'll appreciate it. It could be a hit for him. Um, I think that's what happened here, because everything about this screams The Kid Leroy, and then I scroll down to the YouTube page, and it's Fabio Florin. The fuck out of here. That doesn't even make sense. All right, now moving on to the second deep dive that I wanted to do for this episode. I wanted to go over my favorite things of 2022 so far. This is going to be kind of like a, you know, mid year kind of checkup on the things that I've loved. And obviously, I'm doing this before I do the empty awards. It's going to come at the end of this year or maybe at the beginning of next year. I don't know how exactly I'm going to do it, but you better believe that the Empty Awards, the second year, the second anniversary of the Empty Awards are coming. But before I do that, I guess I just want to do a checkup, like I said, like a mid-year checkup and let you guys know what I'm feeling so far. And I'm going to do that by talking about my three favorite shows, movies and music of 2022 so far. Um, And also with TV shows. The first show that I want to talk about is my third favorite. So I'm going to do the top three shows, movies and albums. So now that we're in shows, I want to talk about third favorite show of the year and that's going to be severance season one of severance is what this is one of the shows i think this is definitely one of the bigger hits of the year so far one of the better new shows that have come out because it's definitely one of those shows that it's like first of all it's impressive like severance as a show is so fucking impressive the way they're so meticulous about everything and like methodical There's going to be a word that's going to come up at the end of the episode, so keep that word in mind. But it's a very methodical show with, like, every single aspect of it. You can tell it's done to the highest degree with the acting, the premise, the concept, the sets, you know, the theories, the mysteries. It's actually kind of one of those, like, it's a show that's in the same vein as, like, Lost or maybe you will see, like, The Leftovers kind of, but not really like Westworld, Mr. Robot, like one of these kind of mystery shows, like a mystery box, Um, except this kind of, I don't know. It's a little bit different because it feels more competent, but it's definitely in that same vein of shows. And that's why it's been one of those shows that people love just talking about. You know, this is probably one of the first real big, like non-comedy hits for Apple TV. It's an Apple TV show. And just so you guys know what show I'm talking about, I'll explain it like Severance is a show about this procedure and this, you know, kind of sci-fi world where like you can get implanted with this chip that like it basically creates two sides of you. So it's like the people who are at work, stay at work and the people who live outside of work, stay outside of work. And right off the top of, of your head, you might be thinking like, oh, that sounds great. Like Every time I go to work, I don't remember it. I just go in and out and it's great. And you think, oh, yeah, that's great. So technically, I'm not ever really working because, I, I, you know, I'm not in work, like, consciously. But the, only, the reverse of that is the fact that the people who work are stuck in work. So they're like slaves pretty much, but they're like the other side of you. And it's like it's a very kind of heady concept that takes a while for it to get going. But once it does and once the finale comes and, like, creates an amazing finale, like an an amazing final episode of television where like it's satisfying and shocking and and it leaves a big mystery to resolve and a lot more things happen than you expect. I think there's definitely, there's a reason why this is one of the more talked about shows of 2022 and I'm glad I watched it from the jump. I'm glad I saw the, I remember this was one of the first shows that I was just like, yes, I want to watch it uh, when I decided to get more into TV than I have been in the past couple of years. So yeah, that's my third favorite show of the year. Now, moving on to my second favorite show of the year, that's going to be Stranger Things 4, Stranger Things Season 4. What can I say that hasn't already said? Running up that hill, that's all you got to (laughs) say. You know, Max, almost, you know, episode four, what happened when Max was crazy, you know? Oh, Vegna! what a crazy... Like, I'm just throwing out buzzwords because obviously this is one of the bigger shows of the year. And this is one thing I gotta say. Sometimes I feel like I'm too much of a, a contrarian. Like, no, I'm not gonna watch it because everybody's talking about it. I don't care about what's cool and popular. But then I go I turn around and my top two shows are two of the more popular shows of the year so far. So I'm not as much of a contrarian as I would like to pretend to be. But yeah, Stranger Things 4, I don't even gotta say shit. Like, you already know. You probably watch it at this point. It's one of Netflix's biggest hits. I think it might be second behind, you know, Squid Game. Whatever. I'm not even going to say anymore. I'm not even going to waste my time talking about this show that everybody loves and is talking about. And the first show, my favorite show of the year so far. And to be honest, Stranger Things four and The Boys Season 3 have been kind of neck and neck. It's just preference-wise. I just kind of love The Boys more. But yeah, The Boys Season 3 just ended, so I had to include it as my favorite show of the year so far. I do gotta say, this is gonna be my avenue to talk about the finale without really spoiling it, but the show, you know, it's funny because I was thinking about the show as the show kept going and Season 3 just kept getting kind of better and better and better. I was just like, man, this show has never missed. I don't think there's ever been a bad episode of the show, and Turns out I spoke way too soon because the finale, even though it's not a bad episode, is probably the weakest episode of the entire series so far for me. And it's a bummer because it kind of makes you like, oh man, it was going so good. But instead of the reactionary fucks at the boys subreddit, I'm not about to say that this season is bad or that the show is bad now. It's not. And that's one thing that bothers me with people. They're so fucking reactionary. It's like every episode. In this season, it's been either a 9 or a 10. And in the last episode, it's like a 7. And you're ready to just say it's trash. Like, I hate that mentality. These are the same people that said it's like, you know, the Game of Thrones is the worst show of all time because it ended poorly. I understand the frustration of, like, building to something and not, like, landing with a haymaker and it's more of a thud. But you can't be so much in the moment, like a prisoner in the moment, and say he's bad because of that. You just gotta, you know breathe in, breathe out, and be like, oh yeah, this show is not that bad. It's just a little underwhelming, but I'm ready for next season. So yeah, so I can't dismiss the entire season three. And it's also funny because this show, this season is kind of opposite to season two in a way where like season two, for the most part, it was pretty good. It was fine. It was good. It was good to really good. Well, I would say really good to great in like the first seven episodes of season two. And then. The last episode is like one of the better finales of any show I've seen in my whole life. And this show is like this season had the better episodes of this entire show so far. And then season three kind of lands with a thud. And so it's like the opposite in that way. But regardless, I still think it's my favorite show of the year so far. We'll see how the rest of Tony 2 shakes out. But so far, it's definitely one of my favorite shows of the year. All right, now moving on to my favorite movies of 2022. I want to start with my third favorite movie, and that's going to be The Northman, Robert Egger's latest, like, uh, you know, Viking epic, which definitely flopped at the box office, but I was sure to check it out before I went into, what is it, Paramount Plus or whatever the fuck it is. This is definitely the movie that made me a Robert Egger's believer. I haven't seen The Witch. I did see The Lighthouse, and I found it amusing more than I loved it, or like I respected it more than I loved it. And I remember how people talked about Robert Eggers before this movie came out. They were just like Robert Eggers, one of the better filmmakers that we have right now. And I didn't really believe the hype. And then I saw this movie and I'm like, oh, yeah, Robert Eggers is really him. Like this guy, he's definitely the future filmmakers. Like it made me put in my head like a list of my favorite movies, Um, movie makers, favorite like directors that are working right now, like the newer ones, not the fucking old farts. They need to just ghost you know retire. I'm talking about the new blood that I appreciate watching. And, you know, after watching this movie, it definitely made me feel like, oh, okay. This guy. I see the Robert Eggers hype now. And yeah, because I mean the Northman is so fucking cinematic. I think that's what surprised me the most about this movie. It's like it's so like you could tell this guy grew up loving movies and you like he's almost like uh He's definitely like an old school, like an old soul, like an old school filmmaker in a younger guy's body and like mentality and the way he does things, which is, which makes him like definitely stand out from a lot of the other filmmakers because he feels like such a classic director, right? It's like a director. This movie could have been easily directed in the same way that it was. Like I could see this, like if you told me this was like Brian De Palma or like a fucking you know, like uh, Scorsese or like these like legendary filmmakers like Spielberg. If you told me this was done by them, I will believe it because it's so kind of old school in its methods. But that's why I like it because it is old school, but it comes from a younger guy. And I can respect that because that means it's more of a choice as opposed to that's all he could do. So that's why I love The Northman. I'm moving on to movie number two. That's going to be Sundown. A lesser known movie, this little movie. This is actually one of the movies that I'm going to always think about when it comes to why I love movies. Because I saw this movie in January, like the first or second week of the year, right, of 2022. And it was when I was deciding to watch more movies. It was one of my uh, uh, New Year's resolutions. And I went to see this movie in, like, it's only, like, 80 minutes. But it's so, like, profound in what it says about, like... You know, it taps into like a feeling that I've had, you know, like a certain feeling of like, man, fuck everything. I just want to walk away, just run away from my problems. Fuck all this. It taps into that and it was so emotional for me because I was like, so I get stressed when I saw this movie and this movie in and of itself, it's almost like a vacation. Like the plot revolves around a vacation, but the movie itself to me as I was watching it, it felt like it was on a vacation and reminded me why I love movies. So there's a lot of like emotional baggage that comes into why I love this movie so much. And I feel like it's definitely one of these movies where like you had to be a specific kind of person and like love it as much as I did. But I did love it as much as I did. And so I have to include it in number two. And if you haven't seen it, you definitely should check it out. It sounds like completely like abstract and you would never get it. It's so confusing. It's just very singular and specific in what it's trying to say in its story. And it's still shocking. I don't know. It's actually far more accessible than I'm selling it as. But you guys should still go check it out uh sundown and now my favorite movie of the year if you know anything about me if you've ever had a conversation with me you would know it's definitely everything everywhere all at once i don't know if i've talked about it on this podcast i think i have i must have at a certain point it really i mean it's to me is i think is one of the better movies of all time like i think it's point blank period one of the best movies of all time um it's one of those movies that i think you know perfectly encapsulates its moment Like this feels like a very much like a 2022 kind of movie that reflects everything happening with the Internet age and like the growing nihilism of our time. Because people feel like there's so much bad shit happening around the world and they can't, you know, change it or or help it in any way. And so you distract yourself with fucking 10 second TikTok videos like this movie kind of is a perfect metaphor for what young people are going through right now in society. And I think for that alone, I think it's going to be remembered as one of the best movies of all time. It's definitely one of the more unique movies I've ever seen. You show it to anybody and they're going to be like, whoa, I've never seen any of that ever in a movie. And also it's one of those movies that even if you love movies and you think about how they're done, you watch this one, you're like, how the fuck did they do that? You just kind of are in awe of how hard this movie must have been to make. And for that alone, I respect it. And also, emotionally, it hit me, and it was funny, and it was poignant, and it was profound, and it was silly. It was truly everything everywhere all at once. I don't think there's any movie this year that perfectly encapsulates that its title perfectly encapsulates itself more than this movie. And for that alone, and for many other reasons. Is my favorite movie of the year. All right, and then moving on to music. Now, let's talk about my three favorite albums of the year so far. Third favorite album of the year is Kendrick Lamar's Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Can't believe this lived up to its five years. Uh, a lot of people may not think that it lived up to, you know, this weird five year hiatus that he took. Probably way longer than he expected to wait to drop an album. But for me, it did. And simply because. I love its theme of like I'm just trying to become a better person. Like that's such a relatable and like honest theme for an album. I mean, it has many other themes and many other things it talks about. But at the end of the day, the thing that I connected with the most with this song, with it, with this album, is the idea of like, you know, the the final words of this album is "I choose me. I'm sorry," where it's like he feels conflicted that he's going inwards instead of outwards and trying to help the world. It's just like. I gotta work on myself first and you know it's that philosophy of like if you work on yourself then by proxy you help you you help the world and that's kind of how I see that's kind of my life philosophy it's just I'm just trying to become the better person I can be you know with all the shit all the struggles that we have and then through this I become a better person and I treat people well and I remain you know optimistic and positive and a nice person like all that shit was stuff that I could hear in this album, and for that I really loved it. I think musically it's still great. Nothing is, you know, a lot. There was a lot of backlash for a lot of reasons about this album when it first came out, but I do think as time goes on, I think people are gonna start to appreciate this album more and more, and I think it's happening even now. But I feel like even in two three years from now, people are gonna look back and be like, "Wow, that was a classic." I, I, I and I do think this is a classic. It's pretty heavy, so that's why I have it at number three because it's like it's not an album you can just put from front to back and just enjoy it at any time you have to be in a specific mood for it but you know when you are and you listen to it it's like wow this is incredible it's a true piece of art my second favorite album of the year this is the first full project that i've heard from toby lou i've heard a couple singles here and there but i didn't know he could make an album as fucking good as this album non-perishable this is probably one of the more underrated albums of the year. Toby Lou is not the biggest name in music, but I feel like he should be. He is so creative with his music. Like, and the album was only like 30 minutes, I think. It's not that long, but it's like, it's so fucking inventive and like catchy and like playful and, and, and experimental in an accessible way. Like, I was surprised by how much he did in such a short amount of time and how many times he switched it up and how catchy he actually stayed. Like one thing about me, if you know me, you know, I love melodic music and you know, he was, he did amazing with the melodic aspect of it with this album on top of being just musically good. And that's why I really love this album It's one of those albums that I can totally play front and back without any issues and get a little bit of everything like sad, happy, you know, hype, you know, contemplative every single type of like, it's almost like perfect. It was like tailor made for me in a way, because a lot of the sounds that he experiments with on this is shit that I just love. Like, if you have a certain type of song that you end up with a guitar solo, electric guitar solo, you, you got me. And, you know, that's kind of what he did. I forget what song, but he did shit like that throughout the entire album, and that's why I loved it. So, that's gonna be my second favorite album of the year so far. And my favorite album of the year so far is 070 Shake with UK and Kill Me. This album, thankfully, a lot of people have been hyping up. It's not just me, so it makes me feel good about it. The fact that people are listening to 070 Shake and felt the same way I did, which was like, wow, this is a fucking, this is amazing. Like, listening to that album is so, like, wow. Like, it it truly feels like it gave me the same vibe that I had listening to Kendrick Lamar's album, which is like, this is, this almost feels like classic to me. It's so kind of like, it's epic. And you know, it, it makes itself be epic based on the way it sounds, but it, you know, regardless if it was, you know, like it's weird to say, is it actually epic or did 070 Shake just go for an epic kind of sound? And is that the same thing at those two different things? But regardless, it feels like that. It feels like this is big. And when something feels big and it's also good and it's also something that I want to replay over and over again. You know, at any time I can play this entire album and there's gonna be shit that I love about this. You know, for that alone, I think I gotta make it my favorite album of the year. 07 Shako. so I love the fact that this is alternative. That there is no real genre for this. Like, this is definitely just her sound. And it's cool when people just make their own type of music. Like, it's so singularly her. You can't find this type of music anywhere else. You know, not even in a, in a Kanye album. Because he might just make, you know... Kanye changes it up so much, you can't really rely on that kind of sound that he sometimes gets into. But with 07, it'll shake. It just feels like she, as time goes on, she's not switching her sound, she's just honing it and honing it. I didn't love Modus Vivendi, you know, her first debut album, but I feel like this one is definitely more in the direction of like, okay, this is a sound that I like. Again, similar to Toby Lou in Non Perishable, which is obviously, she'll become like a pattern that you guys are noticing. This felt like Taylor made for me. Like every single artistic decision that Oseven 70 Shake did was shit that I love. Every time she would switch it up in a certain way, I'd be like, wow, I love this. And even some of the shit that I didn't love, I was just like, she made me love it in a way of like, oh, you know, I'm the creative here. I'm going to do this decision and you might not like it, but you are going to end up liking it because I'm the one that knows what the fuck is going on. AKA she has confidence with her music. And I love confidence in any art form. And that's what I got with this album. So that's why 070 Shakes, You Can't Kill Me is my favorite album of the year so far. All right, but that's going to be it for my two deep dives. I was going to get into the quick hits, but I just got to finish this episode off. I have somewhere to be real quick. I didn't realize how late I was for the thing that I have to do. So that's going to be it for this episode of the M D P N S podcast. I mean, that was pretty good. Uh, that was a pretty good. Those two deep dives, I kind of talked for long enough. You know, uh, I barely have energy anymore. I'm depleted of energy. So I think I'm good to end this episode. The way that I'm going to end this episode is by playing a song from Soul Glow. They are from Philly. They're a punk band. And I'm going to be playing their song called Gold Chain Punk. Who Gonna Beat My Ass? In parentheses. uh, Off of their latest album, Diaspora Problems. The reason I know this band is because they... I uh, recently shouted out my friend, guys, Guevara. Um, and then I was just like, also saw a review of the needle drop praising them. And I heard there were punk and I'm like, you know what? I've never actually listened to a punk album. So I was just like, fuck it. Let me just go listen to a punk album. And the album was great. So, you know, I said, OK, that's great. And then the fact that they're from Philly, they fuck with guys, Guevara. It's just, you know, perfect combination of things for me to check them out. And I really liked it. And this is definitely my favorite song of their album. It's the first song of their album. Like I said, go Chain Punk, will cool going to be my ass. That's how I'm going to end this episode. So thank you guys so much for watching and or listening to this episode. And I'll, you know, I'll see you guys next week for episode 182. <laughs>